Welcome to the Fearlessly Inspired Podcast. We are two military veterans ready to lead, empower, and inspire women in all areas of life. We are proof that your past doesn't have to define you and your circumstances don't have to hold you back. We are your hosts, Courtney and Barbara. Welcome to the show. Welcome back, listeners. We're so excited to have you back with us today. And if this is your first time, welcome to our show. This week has been one of those weeks that has definitely set us up for today's podcast. Um, Today, we're going to talk to you guys about some limiting beliefs and how they're likely to keep you from living that life you want to live. And let me just say this topic has been hitting home for Courtney and I for the past couple of weeks. No, absolutely. Over the past month or so, I have felt like this need to have this conversation that we're bringing to our listeners today. And I don't know who exactly needs to hear this today, but I know that someone out there is going to benefit from this conversation. And I hope it's you because I know the conversations leading up to this recording today have been deep. So um, let's just start off with what is a limiting belief. So these limiting beliefs are these made up stories that we're telling ourselves that are keeping us from taking action and they're keeping us in a place of fear. And we have convinced ourselves that these limiting beliefs are so true and we continue to look for evidence in anything that we can to confirm this belief. And I know, Barbara, you always tell me if you look hard enough for something, you will find what you're looking for. And that just keeps this vicious cycle from continuing and continuing, continuing. I have a limiting belief. I confirm it. I find evidence and I'm just going to keep believing it. And so I'm going to keep staying stuck. Amen, girl. (laughs) Again, you know, this is just, it's, we're so, we're so passionate about this conversation. And I I think, you know, breaking this down even more is so critical because some people, these, there's a listener on here who is, is not even aware that they're having these thoughts. And, you know, what does it mean when you have these thoughts? And so if you're someone who has ever said, or might be currently saying, right, that anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, if you might be one who has, you know, is currently saying it, if you say, I can't get my dream job because I'm not experienced enough, or how about I can't lose weight because it, this is genetic, it runs in my family. The most recent one that I've heard lately is I can't come back from this mistake because I ignored all the signs. I've lost everything and there's no way I can recover from this. And then another great one is I can't add this to my plate because my life is a mess right now. So let me just say listeners, like these are things that are holding you back from what your life, the, the life you desire and you're just, you're just designed for so much more and you're enough and you can come back from anything. Courtney and I are living proof that we've made some crazy ass mistakes, but guess what? We've come back from it and we're still trying. We're a, you know, a work in progress. And, you know, I just want you to know that sometimes sharp, you know, hardships happen. It's not to punish us. It's really to shape us and mold us for whatever our greater purpose might be. And if you don't know, it's okay. Yep, absolutely. So don't believe these lies you have created in your head and they keep you stuck because they're going to continue to keep you stuck. Don't use these lies as excuses to settle for less. 
Don't minimize yourself by playing small because it's not serving anyone. And leastly, it's not serving you. So Barbara, what I w- we were talking about this and what was one of the first limiting beliefs you remember having as a kid or a teenager? Courtney, you know, when we originally talked about this, you know, I rambled an answer off to you, right? Because it was the first thing that kind of came to my head. And then obviously I've had a couple of days to really think about this. And, and my simple answer is that I had to be strong, you know, never letting my guard down, having my craft together at all times. If you want something, you have to work for it and, and nothing would ever be handed to me. So for anyone who knows me, you know, that might make a whole lot more sense to, you know, who I am today and just my personality, but being raised by a mom who didn't have the best childhood, she really put that extra special attention into protecting me as her little girl, because that's what parents do, right? Um, I remember, you know, my mom personally talking to me about things that at the time seemed very weird and unnecessary. Mm-hmm. But trust me when I tell you that she talked to me for good reason. And <laughs> sorry, I can feel the emotions already coming. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, there were people at a very, at my, you know, people in my life that hurt me at a very young age. And I, I can tell you that I've held on to that disappointment and that hurt for the majority of my life. You know, you know, I know it's hard for you to share, you know, some of this stuff, but, you know, I think it's important not only for, you know, our listeners, but also for your, your, your growth as a, as a woman. And so I know it's hard to share some of these things. And, um, you know, I, I thank you for, for sharing just a little glimpse into that. Um, and it's hard being strong, but when you don't have any other choice, that's all, that's all you know how to do. You know, that's, that's cool. So there's not no other option. So to like, okay, let's just change it up a little bit, you know, come down off of those strong emotions. Um, so I was thinking, you know, back to my childhood. And I think one of the first limiting beliefs that I believed was, you know, like, hey, I'm just plain, I'm, I'm popular. That's just who I am, right? And so growing up, they used to call me Punky Rooster. You know, I'm sure everybody in our age age range used to watch that show. Um, and I don't know if that was because of, you know, my clothes or what I was wearing or the freckles, you know, whatever the nickname, that's where the nickname came from. So I always felt like I was that, you know, punky Brewster, that plain Jane and, you know, unpopular even through high school. And I think that limiting belief has made me feel really small and, and insignificant throughout my life. Courtney, you know, hopefully you're done and I'll cut you off, but, you know, I've had the opportunity to meet some of your family and your friends from, you know, when you grew up. And I would 100% say that you are definitely unique, (laughs) but unique in a good way. Um, And, you know, not for nothing, I loved Punky Brewster when I was, you know, growing up was one of my faves. And maybe that's what draws me to you is that there's some type of connection, like that, you know, I have this, thing that I loved when I was little. So let me ask you. Let me ask you, Courtney. Sorry, I have, you know, children trying to nap. So it's life, right? Yep. Mom life. Uh, let me ask, how do you think that the limiting, that that was a limiting belief that has stuck with you into becoming a young adult? 
Well, I think, you know, being transparent, you know, even as a young adult, I, I, I even felt that way. I felt plain. I felt, I felt small and insignificant. And I think that was part of my struggle with my personal identity issues, even from an early age, because I didn't really know who I was as an individual. You know, I think a lot of women deal with this is because they have, everybody feels like they have to change themselves to fit into you know, a group of friends, they have to change themselves for a spouse, they have to change themselves to feel like they fit in someplace. And I mentioned this, you know, in episode four, you know, I, I changed myself so someone would love me. And so um, I never truly knew who I was until I was in my 30s. And now even some days I, I, I struggle with that, like, who am I, you know, and I, I had to just remind myself of this just the other day that, I don't have to be perfect to inspire others. And so I let them be inspired by how I deal with my own imperfections. And I think it's important um, for women at any age, young women or adult women to really ask themselves, you know, do I know who I am at the core? And am I showing up as her authentically? Because there was a time where I didn't know who I was. And so, um, so yeah. I mean, let me, let me say this, you know, whether we're aware of it or we're not, you know, one limiting belief is going or can has lead, will lead into another limiting belief. And, you know, like you said earlier, if we go looking, we're going to find if, you know, and it's just going to continue to spiral. And, you know, regarding your question, you know, I'm pretty sure I didn't start asking that specific question to myself until recently, you know, last, you know, couple years. So, you know, it's out there. It's, And, you know, I've always had a strong personality. That's how people know me. And, you know, obviously joining the army, my personality only got stronger, maybe too strong for some people. But, you know, the thoughts of exposing my messy life has never been at the top of my to-do list. I've always felt if I show a sign of weakness, my limiting belief would spiral, you know, and, you know, if I ever showed my signs of weakness, then, you know, I wasn't strong. Mm-hmm. And my limiting belief has just spiraled as I got older, to be honest. You know, don't be weak. This is happening because, or, you know, I deserve this because, and these, you know, or this, you know, I've heard this one and I, I say it myself, this is as you know good as it gets, or, you know, I let this happen. So growing up, you know, I didn't really have a strong foundation of faith. And I wasn't raised in a church or I can't recall really learning about God. However, because, you know, because as a child, somebody hurt me, you know, I felt weak Mm -hmm. and it made me lose trust in those people that I loved. But as a young adult, I was so determined to never be vulnerable again that I developed this hardcore. And, you know, if somebody hurt me, I had absolutely no issues with walking away in my mind it was a one-time deal that's all you get you don't get a second chance and you know I would allow I wouldn't allow people to hurt me a second time Mm -hmm. and you know for you know each hurt and disappointment my heart just got really harder and you know these limiting beliefs were just well this is how life is this is what it's supposed to be and you know I don't know about you Courtney but you know I've labeled people in my mind once they hurt me they get a label And that's where they stay on the shelf. And, you know, but I would say, you know, as an adult, you know, I feel like I've become more wise 
and my foundation has gotten stronger and, you know, my faith and stuff like that. And I know that hurt and pain happens and it doesn't make me weak, nor is it, you know, something that defines me, but keeping those memories locked up, held, you know, inside, I believe held me back tremendously for so many years, you know, and I was really never forgiving them. And then, you know, sorry. Um, but you know, I held on to that resentment for almost 30 years and it wasn't until I'm 40 now. So, you know, a little less than 10 years ago that I even got that off my heart. Right. You know, honestly, Barbara, and it's so weird that, you know, you say that because, you know, honestly, some of that I didn't know, you know, not too long ago. Um, but I think it was the opposite for me. Like as a kid, I felt like my foundation was kind of strong. And so I felt like I had a good childhood. You know, I was surrounded by tons of family because my dad had, has a very large side of the family and I was brought up Catholic. I was brought up in a church, you know, and obviously that was mostly when my dad was around. Um, so I was always surrounded by, you know, I would say godly, you know, a godly family, I guess you could say, um, you know, and I went to church and so I don't think it was until I was 15 years old that my foundation, you know, kind of later in my young adulthood that my, my foundation was rocked, I guess you could say, and, you know, life started changing very different for me. And it first, you know, started with my parents' divorce and all the emotional changes that came with that. And then my relationship with my dad began to slowly deteriorate until the day, you know, he decided that we weren't enough and walked away and never looked back. And so some of those experiences I went through in high school up until probably about eight years ago have been some of the hardest experiences that I've ever would face. And hopefully they're the hardest I would, I I will face and they'll have to get harder, but you know. But some of them, you know, I think some of those experiences definitely made me hard, you know, and being hard became an armor to hide what I really felt, which was weak in many circumstances. And so, you know, I know we went a little deep there, but I hope this provides hope that we all have, you know, to anybody listening that we all have a past, but that past doesn't define who you are now and what your future can look like. And just one thing, you know, to add into that, because I just heard you say weak too, is that, you know, a moment of weakness doesn't make us weak forever. Right. So, and I think that's a good point. You know, we have to remember that, you know, we're human at the end of day, the day. We're not, you know, these strong warrior women who are consistently this way every single day. So we're going to have those moments of weakness where we feel vulnerable and we should it's healthy actually so i just wanted to you know kind of add that in there because you know i heard you say weak and i was like oh she said it too so there's something there so i know that there are a ton of resources out there that can help our listeners identify and overcome some limiting beliefs is there something like a specific resource or book that you would recommend and why would you recommend that Honestly, depending on someone's limiting belief, I would definitely, you know, maybe have a different recommendation depending on that. But if you're somebody who's maybe struggling with what your life looks like right now at this moment, and you know, you don't, you think like it should look differently. 
I would probably say I'd highly recommend it's not supposed to be this way. And it's by Lisa Curse, uh, Kerr, I think it's pronounced Kerr, Kurt, 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 uh, to cursed, I think is how it's pronounced. Sorry. <laughs> but it's T E R K E U R S T, just in case. <laughs> but we can put that in the in the notes or whatever. But anyways, I read this book a few years ago, pre mom life, and I'm really kind of glad that I did because going into mom life, I didn't have the attitude that you know that I have today, or you know that I didn't have it together all the time. And if anything, I'm right now I'm completely opposite. I still am a hot mess most days. And, you know, that's just how life is. Like, it's not meant to be perfect. And, you know, I lived that perfect facade for so long, you know, people would think that there was nothing ever wrong in my life. And so when things went wrong, they're like, I didn't even know this was wrong. But it's just because I wasn't vulnerable like that. I didn't want to put my stuff out there. And I'm still very selective of what I do, but her book really focuses on finding the strength when disappointments or hurt shatter you. Mm -hmm. And I, I just really, you know, obviously because of the conversation I'm having, it's, you know, more of based on, you know, that particular limiting belief. And um, there was something you just said that stuck out to me, but I just kind of lost it. So... <laughs> So anyway, um, I've mentioned this book before, I'm sure, but the book Unfuck Yourself by Gary John Bishop is literally probably one of my favorite books because it's all about getting out of your head. And I think limiting beliefs is something that keeps us in our head. It keeps us in that thought process, right? And it, it talks about getting out of your head and getting into your life. So, so getting rid of those limiting beliefs and just taking that action on what you want. So every time I open this silly book, you know, it reminds me to get out, get the hell out of my head and start living my life. And every time I pick it up, actually, like it, whatever that page says, like is literally, cause I'm not, let me tell you, I have like six books that I read at the same time. But every time I pick up this book and open that book to the last page I read, like there's something in that chapter or in that page or those few pages that I literally need to hear right in that moment. And it's so, I, it's just crazy but it reminds me to stop coming up with those excuses and just follow like my purpose and have faith, you know? I, you know, it's funny that you say that because I feel like, you know, when I, even when I open the Bible or I do my devotional, I feel like there's this verse that will pop up randomly, but it pops up so many times in a short span of time or an affirmation or something that I'm reading that will pop up just, it, it keeps coming. And it's like, man, I must really need to hear this right now. And so, you know, I, I don't know. So as you're saying that you just keep, as you open this book and it pops out, it's like what you need to see and receive at that given time is what's coming out to you. So I think that's awesome. Courtney, what is a favorite, you know, you and I, we talk quotes and affirmations all the time. So what is that favorite quote or affirmation that keeps you um, kind of sound-minded when that negativity kind of pops in? Well, I, I honestly have to say it definitely would be I am enough. And to the point where I have it tattooed on my wrist. And it sounds, it reminds me that like I may not be enough for the other people around me in my life, but it reminds me that I'm enough for me. And I don't have to be more than that 
to, to please other people. You know, I don't have to change myself again to please other people. And, um, I don't have to be somebody I'm not. And I think that, and it just reminds me that I am enough as I am today. And I think I have to remind, I've had to remind myself a lot of this recently, you know, between quarantine and retirement and just this, this chapter, this, this area of uncertainty in my life right now that, you know, I've questioned myself. I've been questioning myself and the value that I have to provide into this next chapter. And so, um, so yeah, it would be, I am enough and funny story just real quick is that when I went to get the tattoo tattooed, my friend Dan was like, do you, which way do you want it facing? So somebody else can read it or you can read it. And I'm like, well, I don't need anybody else to read it. I need myself to read it. So we're going to face it towards me. So, so yes. Um, what's yours, Barbara? My favorite is probably fearfully and wonderfully made in, in the image of God. And it's actually currently hung up in my daughter's bathroom. And as a child, you know, the hurt, from somebody really caused me to kind of doubt my myself and my self-worth at some point, you know, and I'm sure it had a lot to do with the decisions that, you know, you make throughout life because you feel that way. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, I feel like it kind of made me feel hostage to myself for a lot of years. But obviously, like I said, you know, today I'm a little wiser. At least I like to think so. Do I? You know, and just knowing that, you know, I am a daughter of the King who can heal you know, all. And he created me to be a person in his image. And I am that person today because I have allowed myself to believe that, that, you know, he, he allowed me to go through this hurt and this pain, but it wasn't to punish me. It was more to shape me and mold me. And, you know, honestly, that's why I am the wife and, and the mom that I, you know, my family deserves and, you know, that they have today. Otherwise, I'd be lost. And it's funny that you say that. Um, Cause I, you know, I always say like everything that you experience makes you the person you are today and whether, you know, and I, and I'm sure that there's somebody out there that would like to argue that, that, but you know, sometimes you have to go through some really tough stuff in order to one, discover who you are and discover your purpose and to discover, you know, just just life lessons, you know, not everything is meant to bring you down and destroy you. It's all, it all has a lesson and it's all part of all those experiences have made you who you are today. And, you know, I can tell you, Barbara, that I have seen tremendous growth from you over the last couple of years and it's inspiring. And so I know your, your story will, will, and will, has inspired many people. So thank you. You know, one thing that I want to make sure that our listeners get from this conversation is that it doesn't matter where you are today. You know, if you allow yourself to grow and to become, you know, to, to be that vulnerable person every now and then you're going to see so much growth. You know, I can, you know, tell, you know, Courtney and, and I, you know, we've been so vulnerable the last couple of months and, you know, you know, Courtney vulnerable over the past year, way more than me. And, you know, just to see us both kind of come from where we were, it's, it's just, it's inspiring in general. And, you know, 
I, I felt like there was a lot of distractions at some point, you know, with, you know, you have all these distractions to keep you from thinking about certain things. Mm-hmm. And when you, when those distractions, and I like to say that God takes those distractions from us to allow us to kind of refocus. And, you know, if those things were distracting us and we couldn't face that one thing that has been holding us back, well, now, you know, that opportunity has come and, and you have, you know, you have to get to that place though. Yeah. So don't be afraid to go there because sometimes until you peel that onion, you can't, you can't bloom. You can't grow. Right. And so, you know, before we close out this discussion today, and I just want to just maybe do a little something for our listeners. And so if you're, if you are listening right now and you can safely do so, meaning you're not driving, you know, I want you to just close your eyes for a second and imagine what your life would look like if you cashed in on those limiting beliefs, meaning you got rid of them and you started believing in your own purpose and your own potential, you know, ask, you know, really ask yourself, how would you feel? Like, how would you, how would you carry yourself? How would your life be different? And how would you be different? And then when you can answer those questions, you know, maybe that's just motivation enough for you to get out of your head and just make it reality. So I, I just, I urge you to do that. If you could just take that time listeners and just, you know, just really sit with that for a minute, but it's a good exercise. Yeah. And let me just say, you may not be happy with some of the answers that initially come out of your head, but that just means that there's room for improvement and work to be done. You know, we're all a work in progress, right? So, so thank you guys for listening. We hope that you guys found value from this podcast and you know, and if you know someone that may need to hear this message, uh, we hope that you will share it with them. You know, we hope that you will also join us on our next podcast and we're going to provide the links in the show notes for the two resources, which we mentioned. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at, at the fearlessly inspired podcast.